Hi everyone and welcome. I'm JJ Walsh, a sustainability-focused consultant and content creator based in Hiroshima, Japan. This audio is from an SDG and Sustainable Japan Tourism seminar I did online in February 2022 kind of introducing SDGs, sustainability, but also sustainable tourism um, models of success in Japan. There are three great examples here. There are also some typical failures to avoid, uh, to keep in mind if you are trying to appeal your sustainability in tourism and travel. Um, I hope there's some insights here that are inspiring or spark new ideas for you in how you want to travel as an individual or how you are offering travel service or product uh, to customers inbound or domestic. I'd love to know what you think, so please uh, write a comment below. If you like this episode, please feel free to share uh, with someone you think would appreciate it. Thank you for joining today. Um, my name is Joy Jarman Walsh. JJ Walsh Online is what I go by. I run a small business called Inbound Ambassador, and I host a regular live talk show and podcast series called Seek Sustainable Japan by interviewing interesting guests from across Japan who entertain and inspire us with interesting ideas connected to SDGs and sustainability in some way. I started the series in 2020 and just finished the 353rd interview this week. But Seek Sustainable Japan is more than a talk show and podcast. It's my business and travel consulting philosophy to find better, more sustainable possibilities and communicate it clearly to the public. I'm very passionate about trying out more sustainable options in my life, as well as business and travel. I advise this for anyone who's serious about making sustainable changes at work. If you apply it to your private life as well, it is much easier to follow through and to see better options because it has become a part of who you are as a person. Today, we're talking about the popular topic of sustainable tourism, and we'll give many examples of sustainable tourism success in Japan, as well as some common failures to avoid. If you enjoyed this seminar, and I hope you do, please consider hiring us to speak to your group or business with specific advice and ideas unique to your situation. The initial 30-minute consultation is completely free, so please don't hesitate to reach out. We look forward to hearing from you. Even if you think you are already managing your sustainability targets within your business, this is a good chance to hear some fresh ideas from someone who has been thinking about uh, sustainability, researching and promoting it for the past 10 years. If you already have plans in place, you could use the 30 minutes to introduce these plans and ideas to me. And I am likely to talk about it in my interviews, posts, and videos about sustainability in Japan because my aim is to for Seek Sustainable Japan is to support 
good people doing great things. So I'm always sharing great examples. And if you have a great example, you could share it with me. Uh, let's start with a challenge. Uh, we have some challenges during this seminar to make it interactive, engaging, and fun. So looking at the pictures, what is the common keyword of all of them? For the common theme of balance. So this is a key feature of sustainability and especially of sustainable tourism. In the most basic sense, sustainable tourism or travel is about finding a balance between locals and visitors by preserving the needs of local people in balance with protecting the natural environment and essential resources while also balancing the economics, the gaining of income that supports the economy. Easiest to remember as people, planet, profits in balance as the aim. Who is responsible for finding or keeping that balance? Well, all of us. For the greatest chance of success, it is up to all of us to find and use more sustainable solutions as individuals, as locals in our community, as businesses, as government policymakers, and yes, also the travelers themselves. So what are SDGs? What is sustainability? Why should we aim for people, planet, profit in balance? These are all great questions. And the first step to uh, success is to start asking questions, learning about it, and looking for solutions and potential for solutions in your own life, in your business, and travel to find better, more sustainable options. In 1987, the United Nations, our world's government, published the Brundtland Report which called for the world's countries to start thinking about our common future and starting to think about policymaking that did not burden future generations, policies that considered protecting the environment and society in balance with making money. In 2016, to make it easier to understand how we can plan for a better future, the 17 Sustainable Development Goals were created, all focused on different ways we can make policies to benefit people, planet, while creating a strong economy, profit. It's great to see SDGs listed everywhere, but it's more important than ever to show examples of how your business, your group, or you as an individual are seeking more sustainable choices, which often don't seem to connect with these 17 SDGs examples directly. This is why many people working in sustainability consulting strategy and communications focus more on the easier to understand three key ideas, which are connected to all of the 17 SDGs, finding ways to improve the lives of people, improve or at least damage less the planet, while also seeking necessary income to survive profits. Most big problems happen when companies or policymakers focus only on one, profits. 
which causes horrible damage to people and planet. So the aim is to find a better balance using the three Ps. As we think about future of travel, is travel even necessary? I would say if we want to have a more sustainable future with a balance for people, planet, profit, then the answer is yes. Even if we are finding new things to see, new things to experience in our own country and in our own communities in Japan during COVID-19, we can still benefit from travel. It gives us enthusiasm for living, doesn't it? It helps us feel refreshed and ready to go back to our normal lives because our eyes have been open to new possibilities of how other people live around the world, experiencing the other cultures and the diverse world around us. Thanks to travel, we see ourselves and our own lifestyles, businesses, and choices in new ways. It sparks new ideas, making us more creative and innovative, which motivates us to do better and maintain enthusiasm for our day-to-day -day, as we remember our great travel experiences. I have been to all the places uh, pictured here, and I have so many wonderful memories. We also live in a more peaceful world, I believe, because of travel. We are able to identify with people who are different from ourselves. When the Tohoku disaster happened, or Hiroshima landslides happened, or the Kumamoto castle crumbled, people from around the world reach out and fundraise to help Japan many of them citing their own travels here as a reason they feel connected and passionate about helping. When you create great experiences for travelers, you are doing much more than just providing goods and services and places to stay. You are creating an emotional connection with Japan and its people. I feel a closer connection to Hawaii since I left. Visiting again as a traveler helped me appreciate it more, but also traveling to Scotland and Norway and England and Nepal and India and Spain and China and so many other parts of the world where I have traveled and met local people and enjoyed learning and experiencing a new culture. I think anyone who is successful working in sustainable tourism should also travel as much as you can to make sure you keep a high level of curiosity and interest in other countries, other cultures, and engaging with people who are different from yourself. Challenge number two. Sustainable keyword challenge. Looking at the pictures, what would you say is the common theme here which adds tourism appeal for a business or a destination in Japan? Um, the answer is the common theme here is mitate, reinvention. Reinventing local ingredients in new ways that appeal to the inbound and even the domestic traveler. 
This is a concept introduced to me by Alex Kerr, who has created appeal for tourists, not only with renovation of old traditional Japanese houses, but also working with local communities to use their local ingredients in new and appealing ways. It's more sustainable as it supports local farmers, local chefs and entrepreneurs who once trained may open their own business. The use of local ingredients not shipped in from abroad, so it's tastier and healthier and creates appeal, which creates demand. But it takes training and know-how, bringing in chefs to do training seminars and work with locals to make the most of local ingredients in new ways is a key part of the success. In the picture here, soybeans and local hard tofu can be made into vegan caprese salad, for example. In place of cheese, you're using tofu and local vegetables, basil and tomato. Soybeans can also be made into soy karage. So instead of chicken, you're using soybeans, which is vegan, plant-based, something everyone can eat. Although Japan imports a lot of soybeans, uh, soba and rice are grown at self-sustaining rates in many parts of Japan. If soba and rice can be reinvented in new ways like this, and add excitement and appeal to a destination, but you're using local ingredients in new ways. Uh, for example, these buckwheat soba flour pancakes are already popular in America as a healthy alternative to white flour pancakes. Can it be topped with local fruit and local honey as well? Using local rice to create vegan sushi rolls with local vegetables, soba, rice, and soy items here are easy to make with local ingredients, as well as being vegan, vegetarian, and gluten-free. So many wins here for people, planet, and profit. What do sustainability-seeking travelers want and how are many inbound travelers seeking sustainability when they travel? Sustainability-seeking travelers are interested in eating and traveling in more sustainable ways. This includes reducing GHGs, greenhouse gases, and helping the environment, as well as people who live and work in food production. An um, easy way to do this is to eat more local vegetables, less meat and less fish. This includes, but is not limited to vegans and vegetarians as even people who usually eat meat and fish often want to eat less animal proteins and less fish in their diet than usual in order to reduce their life work and travel carbon impact. There are more people who consider themselves flexitarians who will eat a more sustainable plant-based choice if it is available and looks good. First, look at the reason plant-based proteins are more sustainable and less damaging to people and planet. It's due to emissions, greenhouse gases, in production and transportation. There are further emissions and damage 
from food waste. In the first and second graph, you can see how the worst products for the planet are meat and dairy. And seafood and fish also has a high carbon impact. Following a vegan diet has the least impact. During COVID, we also saw how many people working in the meat industry were abused by companies. So we know it's also damaging to people in society. It is also a reason for heart disease and other health problems. If you look at soybeans in the middle, it's connected to the meat industry, farmed fish and seafood is also connected to soy because soy is often given to animals that are raised for meat. So if we just eat the soy directly in tofu, edamame, soy burgers with nuts and potatoes, yum, we have a lot less carbon damaging impact. In 2021, uh, many travel websites like booking.com and vacationer found that more people than ever are focused on sustainable travel when thinking of post COVID travel. The vacationer found that 26.55% of travelers intended to make more sustainable decisions when traveling. And over 70% would choose sustainable options if it wasn't inconvenient. The vacationer also found that nearly 80% would be willing to pay more for travel options that lowered their carbon footprint for the trip. Booking.com did a survey with almost 30,000 people from across 30 countries and found results that show a significant demand for sustainable travel products and services in 2021. Starting on a business side pie chart at the bottom, they found that three fourths of all the businesses on their site we're doing something which is more sustainable than business as usual, but only one fourth are clearly communicating those sustainable features to the public or to their customers. Booking.com is adding information about sustainability on its site soon, it said in this report. Google Maps is also adding echo labels and information on its information listings also from this year. On the user consumer side, percentages at the top, 83% of those surveyed felt that sustainable travel is vital, very important in 2021 and 2022. And 61% felt more strongly that they had a desire to travel more sustainably after COVID-19. 53% of those surveyed felt annoyed if businesses stopped them from acting sustainably while using their products, services, or hotels. This is a concern for businesses that give excessive plastic packaging to customers without asking or give customers something that is single-use waste and cannot be reused or recycled easily. This includes single-use items commonly used in Japan, like pet bottles, plastic bags, plastic packaging, and even wadibashi chopsticks. 
this will be negatively viewed by these kind of visitors. 81% say they are seeking more sustainable places to stay when booking travel, which is up from 62% in 2016. Number three, sustainability keyword challenge. Looking at the pictures, uh, we said before that sustainable tourism success is the responsibility of everyone, including the traveler. So how can destinations make sure it's possible for travelers to travel more sustainably? What is the common sustainable tourism theme in these pictures? Is there? Uh, the answer is reusable or refillable or no single use waste containers. Providing places for travelers to fill up and refill and reuse will make the sustainability seeking traveler happy, creates less waste hassles for locals and can reduce cost for both the hosts and the guest. It is also a great way to promote local products like local beers, local sake, and uh, local fruits and juices, local water. If, like many places around Japan, you have great local resources, also local teas, this is a great way to promote your local drinks and reduce waste and cost. Many local products, local drinks like these, are not available in single-use drink products and vending machines, right? So this is an added value, an added branding opportunity for destinations. First example, it's so hard to choose only three examples in Japan uh, that I think are really exciting in terms of sustainable tourism. But the first example of sustainable travel success is Kamikatsu, the zero waste town in Tokushima. One of the best examples, I think, of sustainable tourism can be seen as the zero waste town of Kamikatsu in Tokushima, which has been aiming towards sustainable life, business, and travel since 2003. It's not perfect utopia yet, as some shops and people in Kamikatsu are still resistant to change. But there is good governance in collaboration with innovative local entrepreneurs who have great enthusiasm and passion to make sustainability work for people, planet, and profit in balance. The town of Kamikatsu has achieved 80% diversion from landfill through strict rules of separating trash into 45 categories and lots of great innovation. Most effective reductions come from the 100% mandatory composting for all residents, businesses, and travelers. There are many examples of reuse of waste to be seen here, which also creates jobs for local people. Recycling is only done when reuse or refill is not possible, and there is no other option to incinerate and landfill at 
it's a wonderful place to visit and be inspired. And there are always, they are always trying to reassess and find ways to improve. They're always looking for new ways to reduce waste, to reduce the cost and increase the quality of life for locals and the value of experience for visitors. It's really impressive. I would encourage anyone to go and stay for a few days if you're interested in sustainability and sustainable tourism. The Y, the zero waste hotel called the Y, uh, opened in 2021 last year and was built to include a new waste sorting facility where locals and hotel guests separate the trash into 45 categories. Thousands of people before Corona came to uh, Kamikatsu in Japan to learn about how they are doing it so successfully. The new Zero Waste Hotel Y is focused on sustainability in every aspect of the building, of the operations, of how the staff and visitors communicate. For example, when you check in, you are asked to choose only how much soap and how much coffee and tea you need and encouraged to use it all. At checkout, you go with the staff to sort your waste and dig any food scraps into the compost together with the staff. As you enter Kamikatsu, you will see the famous reused building, which is the craft brewery business Rise and Win. They have reused waste windows and doors from around the area. And they have been so successful. They now have a Tokyo tap room, as well as a second brewery called Stonewall Hill. Both facilities built in abandoned buildings and rebuilt using waste materials. Uh, they reuse whiskey barrels. They uh, get more value from the added flavor. They reuse local wood. Uh, which helps the local economy. All their efforts also cut costs and save money while creating more unique appeal to visitors, customers, and their own staff. The staff at Y and Rise and Win are well-trained and share their enthusiasm for living and working with Zero Waste and Kamikatsu. Their enthusiasm is infectious and visitors are inspired to try out some of their techniques in their own homes, their communities and businesses. The usual appeal to bring customers in from as far as Kansai is their meat barbecue, but they are also expanding and doing more of plant-based meals like this, uh, using local vegetables and uh, hummus made from local beans when I visited. Everything is reusable. Uh, even the oshibori towel is reusable. There is no plastic or single-use waste of any kind. There's also an amazing level of collaboration between the local sustainability-seeking entrepreneurs to support local people and local businesses. So you can have local tea tasting opportunities. You can do craft and talking experiences with local artisans. Uh, you can join locals for a sup on the dam, the river area. And if you sign up for their vegan breakfast, you can have it in a reusable container. 
Kamikatsu is also famous for its leaf business. You can walk through the leaf business gardens at the local onsen hotel. These beautiful leaves are grown organically and seasonally, providing local income. Aren't they beautiful? Could you ever imagine making money by selling leaves? Shopping at the local kurukuru shop where the local people uh, make and reuse old materials such as the koi nobori. Uh, they sell it as souvenirs. Uh, this employs local elderly who are good at sewing and making crafts. I bought one of these koi jackets for my mother and my mom wears it in Hawaii and she always gets so many positive comments. People really love the bright colors. At the Stonewall Hill Brewery, the unique tasting room was a collaboration between kamikatsu entrepreneurs and international design teams. They also collaborated with local carpenters to make use of local wood. They dyed it using aizome, the indigo paint. The brewery has also invested in expensive technology to treat the wastewater and take care of the local water resources, which is so important for their products, but also very important for the community. Speaking of compost, it's mandatory for all businesses and all individuals and guests to do the composting. So I think that is a very easy, quick way to reduce the waste cost and the waste labor burden of most communities. Number two, uh, second example is Alex Kerr uh, and his Chiori Trust, the art of mitate and pulling traditional homes into a more comfortable modern age is something that I talked to him recently on my talk show. Many of you likely know Alex Kerr, but until I interviewed him recently, I didn't realize how many projects he has done around Japan to promote sustainable tourism. It's not just about renovating old thatched roof houses in a comfortable way for the modern traveler, but it's also about creating local ingredients in new ways, doing food training and entrepreneurship. It also promotes the rural area to invite artists to stay there and help bring new enthusiasm and new ideas to dying rural towns. There are so many wonderful ideas at work in Alex Kerr's projects, which can be applied to many rural destinations across Japan. The projects are in places which are harder to travel to, so it encourages customers, Japanese and inbound, to stay longer, uh, which has more positive effects for the local economy. They are able to get more income for the local areas than big bus tourism. He started with original project Chiori, a 300-year-old home he bought in the Ia Valley in Shikoku and developed it into a Chiori Trust, which created nine houses in the Ia Valley, as well as other areas around Japan. Pre-COVID, this helped the Ia Valley welcome 3,000 visitors a year and achieve 90% occupancy. 
The other projects Alex Kerr has done in other areas around Japan, a food and art project supported in Takeda in Oita, Kyushu, Kameoka Houses in Kyoto, Ojika Island Houses in Nagasaki, Yamaura Stay Houses in Nagano, Totsukawa Village Houses in Nara, Komachi no Ie in Utazu in Kagawa, and Sumeisho Mikuni Doctor's House in Fukui. So he uses in all projects, uh, he depends on big investment to bring the traditional buildings into the modern age by keeping the traditional aesthetic and heritage and history of the building, but adding modern comfort, beds, Western toilets, heating, insulation, modern kitchens, double-paned windows, and good Wi-Fi. But the house renovation investment pays off in reviving the rural communities as locals are hired to take care of the places and cater to the guests with food, drink, and experiences. There's so many great examples from so many of Alex Kerr's projects. Example number three, the third example of sustainable tourism success is Onomichi and the Shimanami Kaido start. Uh, being a sustainability-focused researcher, consultant, educator, and content creator in Hiroshima for many years makes it so hard to choose from the many great examples. But I am excited by a lot of the sustainable tourism and sustainable business innovation I see in the Onomichi and Shimanami areas, which are worth promoting as great examples of sustainable success. The whole concept of Shimanami cycling route that links Onomichi to Ehime through coastline, small towns, across stunning bridges, is a great example of sustainable tourism. Clean transport, sport and leisure sightseeing focused on cycling has a lot of benefits for people planet profit in balance aims. Onomichi is accessible by Shinkansen or local train. The U2 facility reuses an old abandoned building and many old houses are popular akiya and minka remodels for residents and even visitors. The wider cycle-friendly boardwalks are also more accessible to residents and travelers with disabilities. Onomichi Craft Brewery collaborates with local farmers and manufacturers to make unique brews and is a point of appeal for international travelers and residents. Tea Factory Gen has a small shop in Onomichi which promotes the organic tea he produces with old machines taken over an abandoned tea plantation. There are trendy reuse clothing shops and artists who share old renovated buildings to sell their art and secondhand goods and antiques. There's an old movie theater showing indie films. The covered shopping street has lots of interesting businesses, old and new, as well as host festivals and events, which is good for visitors and locals alike. 
in addition to many old remodeled buildings, business charm. There's uh, vegan options in the pizza shop. There's falafel, which is a vegan option. Um, there's cafes and coffee houses where uh, you can buy zero waste from the health food shop too. Added to that, there are preserved famous traditional sites and culture for sightseeing along steep pathways impossible to access for anything motorized, which actually makes it cleaner, safer, and quieter for many people walking around. Just across the first bridge on Mukaishima Island nearby, we have Thomas's Pitchfork Organic Farms and his partner Kaori's Tachibana Textiles and her use of natural dyes from fruit and vegetables. The Ushio Vegan Chocolate Company is also in the same area of Mukaishima. And this uh, factory and cafe uh, has vegan chocolate. They promote a lot of women in their business. Uh, they use a lot of female designers in the design of their products. Um, they are also uh, have the factory and cafe in a reused old building on a hill. There are even more things to love a little bit further away in terms of places to stay, sightseeing, shops, and culture to love on a short ferry trip or cycle rides from Onomichi. It's important to note that all of these three examples are works in progress. They are constantly evolving. There, this is so key for sustainability in business and travel to make an aim and create strategy for how to reach it, but then analyze and reassess how it's going, make adjustments and add new ideas from other areas, from other innovation, try out the new ideas, reassess and repeat. You will notice there is no finish, there is no complete part of the sustainability process. It is always ongoing and always evolving. All right, uh, the last challenge. Uh, these are three common failures uh, we see in Japan and around the world for reaching sustainable tourism and travel potential. What are the three different categories that are stopping businesses and destinations from further success over the long term? Three parts, let's start from the right side, plastics. Uh, single use plastics are made from fossil fuels. So they are creators of GHGs, of greenhouse gases, but also create a huge plastic pollution problem in our oceans and waterways. As we saw in the sustainable travel surveys from booking.com, sustainability seeking tourists to Japan are not happy with the overuse of plastics and plastic packaging. So if you offer reusable, refillable or zero waste options, they will consider the travel experience of a higher value and higher caliber 
as well as be willing to pay a little bit more than business as usual, typical products or services. There is an idea in Japan that plastic bags and plastic packaging is cleaner and better service. But to international travelers, they are inconvenient, especially as we have so few trash cans around in many cities and travel destinations. Plastic also to inbound travelers has a very cheap image. It doesn't look good, plastic and unsustainable. So I think the idea of plastic as being very negative isn't very common in Japan yet, but it's getting stronger um, in other countries and definitely for the inbound traveler um, who's seeking sustainability. The second part, where are the women? Uh, a lack of diversity. Uh, travelers often see women as attendants or staff or greeters or guides or entertainers, but rarely any women in leadership or in the decision-making process or spokespeople for the business or company. If you create sustainable travel products and services, try to promote women to some of the key roles. Highlight how great the women who work for you and lead in your business are and find ways to train, educate and empower women in travel destination communities. Women who are empowered and paid well are more supportive of their local communities. They are closely connected to education, to training, to communication, and to buying local products. Empowering women has so many great benefits for people, planet, and profits, and is definitely one of the weakest points of Japan in terms of the international world ranking. Many international travelers are aware of this weakness when they visit Japan and will think of a product or service that empowers women much more highly. Uh, the third part is lies or all talk, no action. Lies may sound harsh, uh, but any business that claims to be sustainable promoting SDGs but not communicating clearly or in a transparent way how they are putting these claims into action will not be received well by inbound travelers who are seeking sustainability. It is easy to check on a company online or to observe and see contradictions in what is said and what is done online or in person. This is why creating successful, sustainable tourism products and services often requires consultations and insights from outside consultants and businesses that can see where the problems are in the public view and how sustainability can be better communicated and acted on. As a sustainability-focused consultant and content creator myself, I see examples of sustainability 
but also examples of dishonesty in brands every day. But if only staff already inside the company are hired to work on sustainability goals, it is so much harder for them to see it or to have the power to motivate change. Using a third party or an outside consultant can really move progress in terms of sustainability. Um, that is the end of today's session, presentation part on sustainable tourism in Japan. Uh, did you find anything surprising or inspiring? Any places you want to visit? Uh, any ideas you want to apply to your life, work, or travel? Thank you so much for joining today. I would love to hear any comments or questions you may have. What are some ways that destinations can get the message out about their sustainability policies? The SDGs is becoming a very popular way for companies to more clearly communicate uh, what aims they have uh, to the customers. So you'll see on websites, uh, you'll see on doors of businesses, some of the target SDGs, and this holds the business accountable. If I see uh, 14, I expect that business will not have seafood, which is unsustainable. I suspect that business should not be using plastic because this is about taking care of the ocean. So if you do use these SDGs and put it on your business information, please do that, but also be ready to show how your business is putting this idea into action. Talk about it with your customers. Use it on your social media. I think it can have a very positive effect for communicating clearly, but you have to be ready to answer the questions and to give examples of how you are putting it into action. I think especially in 2022, this is a key point for all businesses, especially in travel, once travel resumes. So it's a good chance to start practicing and developing the training and thinking about how it will work right now uh, with your staff and SDGs. So any consumer or customer looking for sustainable options will be very attracted if you say this is using local resources, this is uh, supporting local businesses, this is using local people um, who are living here and working here. Uh, anything that supports people and planet and local products, which are healthier and fresher and tasty, it's very appealing, not only for um, inbound visitors, but also very appealing for Japanese visitors. Uh, Alex Kerr was saying that was one of the most surprising things um, when they set up in Chiyori, in the Ia Valley, that it was so popular with Japanese customers. Japanese customers wanted to stay in their beautiful old renovated houses, 
um, that were more comfortable, that had beds and heated floors and Wi-Fi. So at first, when they built it, they were thinking this will only really appeal to foreigners, to the inbound market. But what they found is it's very appealing, very popular with domestic Japanese travelers as well. So may and on their website, all their information about how they remodel the houses, how they balance the local culture and the history with modern comfort is explained really clearly in English and Japanese with beautiful photos. I think that's another key point. And in the photos on their social media, like here, you can see local craftspeople uh, engaging with the visitors, doing different activities and experiences, which are also very popular. Local tea growers are supported uh, and can be one of the experience, but showing pictures like this, which is the reality and people can trust it. I think if they see updates like this on social media, the user feels more comfortable that they can trust this information. Uh, this picture is another example of mitate using local ingredients to create a more Western uh, dish, which has appeal for inbound visitors, but also for domestic visitors who love Western food as well. Uh, local potatoes, potato chips is a snack, right? It's such a simple idea. But when you highlight that this is using local potatoes, it has that added value, the elevation of a higher quality perception, right? And I think beautiful pictures on your public image, on your website, on your social media, uh, there they were showing how they built it, how they work with local uh, craftspeople and builders, uh, showing the details of the beautiful designs, uh, the local wood they're using. It's all really important part of how to communicate to your existing customer, but also to the public, the community, and your potential customer. Thank you so much for joining and, and uh, please fill in the enquete, the feedback form. Uh, we would love to hear uh, what points you found interesting or what you think we could improve. We are also always evolving. <laughs>